Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by UE Insurance. We answer 90% of calls within 20 seconds. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think UE. NRL Fantasy Podcast time. The round nine teams are upon us. Magic round up in Brisbane, all eight games. Chris Kennedy is with Don Brock to take you through all the changes, all the injuries. There's some new cashies on the horizon. Uh, Dom, if you're anything like me, you probably wish you had four or five trades this week. Yes, indeed. Um, finally, it seemed like my team was coming together. Everything was... Uh Going well, and then, of course, a massive injury uh, hits us on the weekend, and then a few new cheapies pop up uh, today in the team list. So, uh, yeah, another huge week of trades. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of that going on. Let's get straight into the team lists. Thursday night, it all kicks off with the Titans and the Sharks. Uh, Titans have lost uh, Tyrone Roberts from the halves to a head knock. AJ Brimson comes in. Uh, Philip Sammy's also out from the wing. Um, he's gone for four to six. Dale Copley returns. Um, AJ Brimson, I think when uh, Sammy went down, we were kind of hoping that Brimson might end up at fullback, yeah. but it turns out we probably got more pressing trades anyway. Yeah, so um, Brimson's a little undervalued, I think, as a starter. Um, has been used a lot on the bench this year, but probably not enough to really, you know, get your attention uh, as a buy this week. Break even in the mid-20s. Uh, scored 64 last week, which is great, obviously. But, yeah, as you say, you'd probably prefer him at fullback where he has a bit more space to run than uh, in the half. So, yeah, you know, one to watch this week, but um, otherwise it's kind of... Um, you know, as usual for the Titans, Arrow's doing pretty well. Mitch Rain's making a ton of cash. Bryce Cartwright's making a lot of cash as well. So if you've got them, hold them. But uh, otherwise, no big news at the Gold Coast. Steady as she goes. Yep. Uh, Whitbread hasn't been seen for a couple of weeks now. Jesse Arthur's on the bench, but um, way too many job security issues and minutes issues to look at him. The Sharks have got a few changes. Um, talking points here. Kyle Flanagan, obviously still in the halves. Um, Britton Nakora missed a week a couple of weeks back but he's still a, a hold for now despite a blow pass score by his standards um, anyone else catching your eye at the Sharks? Not really, it was a bit of a quiet week for you know a lot of the fantasy favourites, Fafita got 45 which is you know alright but hopefully he bounces back um, Flanagan, if you didn't get him last week, is it too late now do you think, to snap him up? Yeah, um, well I mean unless um, Sean Johnson's sort of going to be out longer than first thought but yeah. if it's a uh, four, five, six weaker, then you probably want to call Flanagan last week or not at all. And he's not quite as cheap as some other uh, cash cows on offer this week. So, well, yeah, Especially agreed. given those those options. Yep. Uh, game two, Tigers and the Panthers. Um, not too many changes. Uh, Tigers have got a few reshuffles in the forwards. Benji Marshall replaces Ryan Madison, who shifts to his preferred position. Josh Eloye, um out due to a head knock. Youngster Oliver Clark on the bench, not expecting too many minutes for him. Um, Fantasy-wise, it's probably not a whole lot doing. Yeah, I guess Alex Twell came back last week with a good score. Um, Robbie Farah, another very good score, 65. Um, I guess the talking point there is Jacob Little came off the bench, played about 20 minutes, and Farah stayed on for the whole 80 anyway. So yeah, good sign for Farah's you know, long-term 80 minutes uh, role. I don't know if they'll change that later on, but as it is, Farrow looks a great buy, and his price is maybe on the way down again this week, break even in the mid-60s, so... Close yeah. to levelling out. Close to levelling out, exactly. Yeah. Maybe a good buy um, next week. I don't know. If, if Little sort of works his way into form and sort of commands some more minutes and ends up playing 20 or 30, you'll probably see Robbie getting the odd 
spell here and there, but yeah. no guarantee that'll happen, of course. Um, yeah, Luke team... Garner still on the bench is probably the other. Yeah, concern. that does he's, hurt. Yeah, yeah, I think he's, he's got in... quite a few minutes still last week, but he was playing 80 um, or close to it when he was quite useful, and I'd yeah, probably prefer him starting and playing 80 to, to hold him long-term. Getting very close to sell territory, I think, for Garner. Yeah, massively. Um, Penrith have many changes, many, many changes. Viliami um, Kikau has actually been named in the extended um, reserves list after looking like he was going to be out long-term with a, a knee injury, so he's one to watch out for. Isaiah Yo certainly is out um, at least for a few weeks, if not um, long-term. James Maloney has been named pending a trip to the judiciary. Um, Malachi Tennis Lesniak's also out with a, a ribs issue. Um, Caleb Aikens is still the fullback. Dallin's pushed out to the wing. Uh, Dean Fare comes back from a hammy tweak. Um, plenty of changes there. In terms of fantasy, I guess it's probably still quite a few people running with uh, Nathan Cleary. James Fisher-Harris continues to sort of outperform. It's he does, yeah. It's interesting with all those changes, there's still not a lot of new fantasy uh, you know, talking points in that team. Um, Hamish Elliott, Locke is a maybe. But yeah, Fisher-Harris, uh, he's been really good this year, mostly because his minutes have been very high. He's been playing 80 minutes a week. He did that only twice, I think, last year uh, and got yeah, right. scores around 50. So uh, yeah, it's something we probably could have seen coming when the big minutes started. He's averaging 52 and a half uh, this season, uh, which is very good in the top 10 for second rowers. Uh, and he's still pretty cheap. He's um, just under 700 grand, which is cheaper than all those top 10 second rowers apart from Britton Nakora, who, you know, hopefully everyone has already, and Kenny Bromwich, who's been the other big surprise, uh, you know, high scorer in that back row. So, yeah, I don't know if he's a buy necessarily, Fisher-Harris, at this point. If you want to bring in one of those guns, you probably want to get those top-tier ones um, if you can, but... You know, for for cut price, if you if the money is tight, he's not a bad option. Who's pretty reliable as a fifty plus scorer every week. Also named on an edge this week with Yo and Kikau out, yeah. so that might dent his Does uh, defensive a workload a yeah. bit. Um, Although we said that with there. we did say that with John Bateman a couple of months ago. Well, he yeah. just found another way to score heaps of points. Exactly. Um, get to him in a minute. Uh, Manly in Brisbane, uh, the second game on Friday night. Manly just keep getting it done somehow. Ruben Garrick quite enjoyed marking up opposite Jaden Ockenbaugh last week. Kicked a bunch of goals as well. Big price rise for him. Um, I, like quite a few people, sold him a while ago after that negative score, but he's still kicking along nicely for anyone who's got him. Um, the Lachlan Croker hamstring injury means Api Corusau is in the halves and Manasseh Fanu, who scores like an absolute beast when he gets the minutes, and sometimes even when he doesn't, is looking at 80 minutes in the uh, the hooker role, and he'd be a, a great pickup if you thought he was going to consistently get big minutes at, at number nine, but I guess the short-term injury to Croker keeps a question mark there. Yeah, and there's so many hooker options this year, aren't there? So Fanu's, what, 580 grand, which is very affordable, certainly for an 80-minute hooker. That's great value. Um, a lot of people already have a few hookers, you know, your Reed Marnies, Mitch Rain, and then the big guns, Smith, maybe Cook. So don't know if you can fit, fit them all in, but uh, yeah, he's cut price this week. Uh, Corey Waddell's the other one who's making tons and tons and tons of cash. We said last week that uh, he's one to be wary of because his scores have relied on Adam Vanilla Blake uh, not being in that team. And then what What do you know? Vanilla Blake gets yeah. Uh you know, 20 minutes into last week's game, and then he, what else scored big again? So those price rises will continue. Um, going great guns if you've got him. 
otherwise, Martin DePau still getting decent scores. Only played about 40 minutes last week, which was a bit of a surprise again. But, um, yeah, you know, maybe that game time improves as the season goes on. Who knows? Yeah, a bit of a concern, but probably not a sell just yet. No. Um, Broncos, they got a few changes as well. Some forced, some not forced. Um, Andrew McCulloch out is probably the, the big one. Still not quite sure exactly how long that's going to be, but it's sounding like at least four, if not six plus with an MCL type injury. So that brings in a, a young cheapy by the name of Jake Turpin, who I'm expecting would get big minutes with um, four big forwards named on the bench. Um, changes in the backs with Roberts and Izako both dropped from that edge. Katoni Staggs starts and uh, Gehamat Shibasaki is the winger. Yeah, so Turpin, does he have enough time to make a lot of cash in your book? I mean, he's in a very high-scoring position, I suppose. Well, yeah, I think even, you know, four or five weeks is probably enough if you if you jump on him this week and he's going to be playing... I mean, it looks like they need him to play 80, but even if they find a, a way to reshuffle it to, to get him a spell, you'd think they're going to be using him for 60-65 at a, at a minimum and tackle counts at, at hooker. Like, you can't possibly be going at less than 30. So even if he does nothing else, you're talking about a low 30s average for... Yeah, four, five, six weeks. And Brisbane are doing a lot of defending these days uh, <laughs> on the wrong end of the scoreline. Yeah. Um, despite that, another loss last week. Tom Dearden did pretty well on debut in the, at halfback, yeah. 35. Uh, his defence was pretty solid, 27 tackles, two missed tackles. He's not bad for a uh, little halfback, let alone an 18-year-old playing his first NRL game. Got a couple of tackle breaks. Um, he can kick goals as well, so there's a chance with Jermaine Asako out, he gets the goal kicking. I don't know. Could be a few, yeah, a few mixed points. reports. I heard um, Katoni Stagg's name bandied about for a possible mm-hmm. goal kicker as well, but I don't. Outside of Stags and Dearden, I don't see too many other Maybe real goal kicking options. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's never really kicked at a high success rate, but they might might need him to to take a few. Either uh, way, forwards. I mean, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say either way. Dearden looks pretty good value this week. Still very cheap. Yeah, 100%. Uh, pretty safe in that halfback spot for a while. It's going to say Flegler, who I've been trying to sell for three or four weeks, is back starting again. But last time that happened, he still only got 30-something minutes. Not going to get too carried away there. Uh, The Bulldogs take on the Knights Saturday, 3 p.m. Bulldogs have actually dropped off a Hickey Ogden, who I think on this podcast Mm -hmm. we were pretty wary of uh, rushing in, given the um, shortish term nature of the the Della Napa injury. Um, elsewhere, Corey Harawira-Naira, hopefully not too many people chasing the previous week's points, came down a little bit. Um, Aidan Tolman starting to shape as a possible sell sooner than later now that Dylan Napa's back in the team. His, his minutes have been, what, 10 or 15 minutes per game lower when, when Napa's out. Um, anyone else? Yeah, that's that's about it. I think Tolman's minutes dropped from like 68 down to 50 last week uh, with Napa back, so... Yeah, he needs a lot of minutes to score well. Uh, he scores mostly through tackles and then, you know, hit-ups, not a lot of tackle breaks, so that's one to watch. Um, yeah, Ockenbohr is the other one, I guess. It's, I was thinking he's the, uh, he's the reverse Darren Lockyer in that Lockyer was a great player who didn't get big fantasy shots, <laughs> and Ockenbohr is not a great player, but he does suit fantasy. He gets a few busts. He uh, manages to be so far away from the guy he's marking that he doesn't get any missed tackles. He just destroys him. It's the way to do it for fantasy. You just don't get to the tackle and you don't get the missed tackle. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, um, he'll be uh, staying in my team for another week, I guess. Yeah, I sold him in a fit of rage after those two low scores following the, the big one. Um, so now I'm just 
spitefully hoping he scores low every week that everyone else has got him. They take on the Knights, who uh, one guy I'm looking at this week is Mitch Pearce, who's had two big scores in a row, obviously boosted by tries, but his, uh, his other stats have been good as well. And Callum Ponga, I think now the most owned player in the game, just refuses to score below 50 once he uh, starts at fullback. Yeah, he is. Um, and he got that try from, what, 40, 50 metres out last week to boost that score up to 62 um, no, the average up to 62 in his last three, which is going great. Um, yeah, Pierce, as you say, he scored tries in his last two games, but he's also, his kick metres have gone back up to close to 400 a game, which is, you know, 20 points straight off the bat from kicks alone. Uh, he's averaged 50 a lot. The last three years, he's averaged at least 50 uh, or more in the few years before last year. I think it was exactly 50 last year. Um, his average this year is now back up to the mid-40s. It was 38 a couple of rounds ago, but those two big scores have helped him a lot. Uh, the l- slow start to the season means he's dropped a lot of cash. He's still about at least 100 grand under what he probably yeah, should be. Yeah, over 100. Yeah, yeah so at about six, what, 640, uh, 637,000, he is very cheap. So if you're going to get him this year now, is a great time to do it. You know, up against the dogs, he could set up a few more tries. So, yeah, he looks a good buy. Yep, 100%. Uh, the second Saturday game, the Warriors take on the Dragons. Now, I'm not quite sure what's doing with the Warriors here. Um, Cody Nikarima comes in, which is obviously expected, and that um, also, as expected, means Chanel Harris-Tavita drops out of the side. He's in the reserves list. Um, another name on the reserves list is Isaac Luke, who I don't know if he's been the source of their problems, but he's out with uh, Nat Roach starting in the number nine. Um, there's a few other changes worth noting. Patrick Herbert keeps his spot for now. Um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek still there, but um, scored pretty ordinary on his comeback from a uh, an injury last week. Yeah, RTS didn't get a lot of uh, run metres last week. It was contained pretty well by the Knights, uh, who kicked away from him a lot. So um, I assume teams will be trying to do that more often. Easier said than done. Uh, yeah, Isaac Luke being dropped, it appears. It was a bit of a shock. Um uh, Herbert, as you say, is one of those centers. He's kind of flying under the radar because um, there's all these other new cheapies popping up, but he's got two scores of 30. He's looked really solid, got a try last week. Uh, could be one of those, you know, decent cash cows like a Bronson Sherry or a Zach Lomax who will get 30 points a week and, um, you know, some decent money. Uh, and Lachlan Burr's still there. I think he had a head knock or something. He got injured last week, but uh, still be named. So he's going to keep making money as well. Yep, they've obviously dropped their goal kicker. The two most likely names I've heard bandied around are actually Patrick Herbert uh, alongside Torhu Harris, who has kicked in the past. Mm. So um, one of those guys could get a slight boost to their scoring, assuming the um, the Warriors score enough tries to, to <laughs> kick a few goals, which is uh, less than guaranteed. They take on the Dragons, who um, very disappointing second half for them last week. Fantasy-wise, Zach Lomax hasn't quite kicked along like we'd hoped, but he's... Um, He's starting, he's in his preferred, preferred spot, he is on goals. Um, Jay Field comes into the halves, he's very cheap. Um, whether he's there long enough, I'm not quite sure on the um, return date of Corey Norman at this stage, but you'd think with a, a fractured cheekbone it would be at least four, if not six plus. Yeah, exactly. So Field, um, we've seen a little bit of him before. He's very quick. He could get involved with some long-range tries that the Dragons are quite good at on the weekend's evidence. Um so, yeah, interesting one at his uh, price point. Um, Blake Laurie's the other one, still starting, got a good score on the weekend, almost 60. So a few more price yeah. rises out of him. Yep. Uh, the next game, the third Saturday game, the Storm and the Eels. Uh, Storm have 
no changes. Brandon Smith back. Brandon Smith returns on the bench, on the bench um, for Kafusi. So they're basically unchanged. Um, Fantasy-wise, it's the yeah, same as usual. Um, Cameron Smith responded to me buying him by producing one of his lower scores, which no one probably should be surprised by. Always the way, isn't it? Second worst score of the year, um, which is still 50, so you can't complain too much, I suppose. But, um, yeah, hopefully he bounces back for those who have him as captain this week. Uh, Cameron Munster, also pretty quiet last week, but again... When the Storm start winning big, uh, he will score well. They've been a bit scratchy this year. They're still winning most of their games, but um, obviously underwhelming before last week and then definitely in that loss to the Sharks. So I think uh, yep. Bellamy will have them fired up for this uh, this game against Parramatta. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, you know Bellamy's comments after that game and threatening to drop everyone and just how cranky he was, I think they've sort of been slipping for a little bit. This could be the week they hit back into form up against uh, Parramatta who were terrible for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes last week and then unstoppable for the last 45 or 50. Um, that translated to a few big fantasy scores. Mike Sivo is going great guns, plenty of busts uh, for him. Um, his second really, really big score of the year, three-round average of 58, I think it was. Um, Mitchell Moses scored below 50 in an Eels win for the first time this year. He's sort of been going big when the Eels win and quiet when they don't. Um, Reed Marnie's probably the other one. Reed Marnie's going great. So, um, yeah. you know, averaging over 60 in his last three. Do we think he's a keeper at this point? It's a, yeah, I I don't know because um, the utility they had at the start of the year uh, was Will Smith um, alongside Jamin Salmon. Um, Will Smith, I think, broken arm in the first or second mm-hmm. round. He's back. Um, to fitness this week and named in the reserve. So we could find him um, as the bench utility sooner than later, which would mean Reid Marnie back down to 60 or 65 minutes. Um, I've got Reid Marnie and certainly keeping him for now, but in terms of bringing him in as a potential keeper, I'd be a little bit worried about Will Smith finding his way back into the 17. Yep, fair enough. And certainly with players like Farah, who are becoming very good uh, value right now, it might be better to, um, you know, for someone who's been there and done it before, like Farah or Smith or Cook. Um, rather than money. The way the Queensland hook is going at the moment, they're going to need money for Origin as well, so watch out for that yeah, one. Nice, yeah. uh, first of the Sunday games, Roosters take on the Raiders. Um, Roosters just keep getting it done. Um, fantasy-wise, they uh, well, there's not too many team changes. Matt Nicovalu back on the wing, Manu to centre, Orbison to the bench. Um, Teddy was disappointingly quiet given how many points they piled on. He sort of threatened to get a couple of half breaks that weren't quite line breaks and, um, you know, was bordering on a big score and finished up in the, the 30s, which is frustrating. Yeah, exactly. um, obviously, Latrell Mitchell was the opposite. He got, um, I don't know, didn't even touch the ball that many times, but he just couldn't be stopped. Was it 98 he finished 98, up yeah, monster game. He's ob- And, you know, he's, he's become the best player of the world in the world this week. Yeah, without question. Without question. Uh, Yeah, Teddy, as you say, Tedesco was very close to a couple of, uh, you know, try-scoring plays. Um, Half break in his own half, almost ran 70 metres to score and just got wrapped up. Um, Even the try that Latrell Mitchell scored, the little grubber to Luke Keary, that amazing play, I think he could have just passed it. He could have just passed it to Tedesco on his left and he would have scored. So (laughs) I'm not too worried as a Tedesco owner that... um, yeah, a few 50-plus scores aren't you know, too far away. Yeah, it's had a few more lower scores than I would have liked at this point of the year, but like you say, he's threatening a, a big one pretty much every time he touches the ball. Uh, they take on the Raiders, who... It's time to talk about John Bateman. Mm. 
Now, this time it wasn't me. I've owned him for a while. <laughs> so whoever, whoever it is out there, put your hand up. I know some people bought him in this week. They were quite they a lot. the coaches mock on big time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Bateman, unfortunately, fractured eye socket, coming off 20 points, going to be out for at least six weeks. Makes him a sell because one of his big upsides was that round 12 bye week. Um, so, yeah, he's got to go. Um, the other team changes, they're still missing um, Joey Leilua. Uh, Hudson Young is the rookie who mm. starts on the edge for um, Bateman. And uh, I don't know that much about him other than he looked pretty promising in the trials. Yeah, so he's been a, a bench forward with limited minutes in the first half a dozen games this year. Um, but yeah, replaced Bateman when he went off last week. So played the um, final 55 minutes of the game, scored a try, got 46 points. Uh, great score. His price is still very low because of those quiet scores in the first six weeks or so. Um, so yeah, he's great value. I think his break even is less than zero maybe minus five yeah. uh, this round uh, starting second row means big minutes are on offer uh, especially as he you know played well last week the fact that they they scored um, when Bateman was off and um, Nicol Clockstead got sinbinned and then won the game without Bateman suggests that uh, you know Ricky Stewart's going to have a lot of faith with the guys who were on the field last week and Hudson Young was one of them so yeah. he could get a prolonged stint uh, in that first team uh, yeah, so he's replacing Bateman. Also, Joe Tappanay's out, um, I think, for a similar time frame, about six to eight weeks. Yeah, I was thinking Joe Tappanay must have been almost back, but he's actually got a bit more of a, a layoff to come, so it's probably long enough for Hudson Young if he keeps that spot to make a bit of coin. Yeah, definitely. So I guess the risks are that one of those two comes back early or um, Stuart rejigs things and puts Young, who's still pretty young, uh, himself back to the bench or something. But um, if he does keep that starting spot, He's definitely got a lot of money to make. So I think he's one of the better cash cow options this week. But, uh, yeah, just a case of whether, you know, he, he makes one of your two trades. Yeah, well, that's the question. Uh, final game of the round, the Rabbitohs take on the Cowboys. Um, Rabbitohs were unstoppable last week, um, really did the business to Brisbane. Um, pretty much unchanged. They are unchanged. They are unchanged, um, yeah. Yeah, so it's sort of business as usual. Cameron Murray's still going well. Damien Cook's going great guns. Um, Cody Walker's scoring well, but he's sort of relying on big attacking stats. Yeah, it's great. Heaps of tries, which yeah. might dry up at some point. I don't know. Who knows? His form's amazing. the way they're playing. Yeah. Adam yeah. Reynolds is the other one. Um, he's probably the safest of the halves right now with Cherry Evans injured. Uh, Munster's coming off a quiet score. So if you're looking to upgrade, you know, Chanel Harris-DeVita, uh, Reynolds, I guess, is the safe bet. He's not really undervalued or anything, but he's scoring 55. He's priced at about that. Um, yeah, really solid option. We think he's probably not going to play Origin, although he's close if he's the Panthers the keep losing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of a narrative out there that Adam Reynolds is made of glass and gets injured at the top of the hat. He actually hardly misses very many games each year but he's always good for just two or three games at the wrong time i think he's mm. usually a bit of a soft tissue injury or a slight tweak somewhere and um, just tends to miss two or three games at some point at an inconvenient time so that's probably the risk with with Renault. but yeah like i said he doesn't miss too many games these days um, they're up against the cowboys Cole felt is back um if everyone forgot about him he's may, may need him for origin the way that they're yeah. um, their squad's going, but um, yeah, certainly the Cowboys need some spark in their 
outside backs. Justin O'Neill goes to his preferred, <coughs> excuse me, centre position. Um, John Asiata is at 5'8 again after playing well there last week. Um, Fantasy-wise, probably Jason Taumalolo. Uh, his second game back from injury is the main talking point. Yeah, scored 54, which is, you know, a good score that we've come to, uh, you know, know Taumalolo for. Um, the other one's Michael Morgan playing alongside, you know, usually a, a lock forward in Asiata. You would think Morgan would have got a lot of kick meters, which he did, and he still only scored 42. So having sold him last week, I was a little concerned at first. He was about to, you know, post a massive score, and it didn't happen. So, yeah, he still looks below keeper level this season. A non-urgent sell is how I would probably yes. describe him. Definitely. That's all the team lists. Let's get into some questions, of which there are many, 98% of which are about John Bateman <laughs> in some way, shape or form, but let's do our best with what's here. Um, let's kick off with Lachlan Cox, who's looking at Farrah or Cook as a trade-in. Um, getting rid of Harris Tavita wants to know whether Dearden or Turpin is the better option. So hang on. Dearden, Turpin, Farrah, Cook... Uh, so one trade is Farrell yeah. Cook, and I would, even with Origin, I'd take Cook, I think. It depends if he can get them both, I think. If, if at some point he can get them both, then Farrah now and Cook later, I think, just because Farrah's pretty cheap and Cook isn't. But, uh, yeah, long-term, Cook's going to outscore Farrah. And the other one, yeah, I'd go Dearden over Turpin, just in terms of job security. Dearden looks like he's going to yeah. be the halfback for Brisbane probably for the rest of the season, unless things go badly wrong I mean they're already going pretty badly but um, I, th- I assume he's pretty safe don't know how yeah, long I mean they've still got Sean O'Sullivan on the reserves list so I guess that's the concern but um, yeah he, he looked unflustered he you know handled his defence and the contact and all that sort of stuff so looks pretty reliable to me Turpin probably likely to score higher in the short term but not be there for as long would exactly the, the trade off um Alexandra Korsh is looking to trade out John Bateman and Jordan Kahu to Tamalolo and Tuavasa Shek, or um, those same two players out for Tuavasa Shek and Hudson Young. Uh, two very different strategies. I mean, all good trades, really. Tamalolo, Tuavasa Shek, both established keepers, great buyers at any time. Uh, Hudson Young, I think, might make a lot of money in the short term, so... You know, it really depends what your what your team needs. If you don't have enough, you know, spending power, you think for your final team, then get another cash cow in. But uh, otherwise, if you're on track and just want to strengthen your team for the short term or for overall points, then yeah, maybe spend big now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to build a bit more cash, then you probably get Tamalolo in a, a week or two's time. His price is going to move that much, unlike Hudson Young, if you need another cashy. Yep. Greasy Wedge asks, um, he's been holding on to Bateman uh, since he's injured. Should I trade him for Josh Papali or Sam Burgess? I'm not sure I'd be bringing either of those guys. No, no neither of those guys. They're both decent players but you know decent scorers obviously very good players but um yeah i'd aim higher or lower either really cheap guys like we've mentioned or um yeah or one of those 55 point scorers uh yeah that's good 100 percent agree yep uh nick hudson looking in uh looking to bring in one of the two jt's which would be tedesco or tamalolo i'm assuming um and or jay arrow for jake Tavorovich, maybe Oh, Jake Travojevic, yeah. So many JTs. Yeah, um, yeah Travojevic is a fair bit cheaper than he started the season off. Um, yeah, he's been scoring, what, low 50s? But again, he's been he's one of those established guns. He's always going to be good. Very safe option, I think. 
Yep. Uh, Jaden, what do you think of Bateman out for Farah and Harris Tavita to Turpin? Yep. Sounds pretty good. Obviously, the team balance change with the second row are going to a hooker, but other than that, looks like good trades. Um, Thomas, Harris Tavita and Bateman for Cole Flanagan and Taumalolo. Yes, but if it was this week and you don't have Dearden, I would get Dearden ahead of Flanagan would be my response. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Flanagan might not have too much longer in that uh, starting team, maybe three more weeks, whereas Dearden could be there for quite a while. So, um, yeah, Dearden would be my, my option. Yep. Uh, Lambo needs a second half for this week, looking at Mitchell Pearce or Adam Reynolds, um, or conversely, potentially as jumping on the cheapy Thomas Dearden. Yeah, this is a, a tricky one. I think Reynolds is much safer. He's um, in good form, playing for a really good attacking team, kicking goals, um, you know, all good signs. Uh, Pierce has only just hit form in the last two weeks, but because of that, he's a lot cheaper. So, again, it's one of those ones, if you can afford to get Reynolds later, like if you get them both in the long run, then get Pierce first. But um, otherwise, it's a bit of a gamble whether, you know, saving that 100 grand uh, and getting Pierce is going to be worth you know, possibly losing a few points in uh, in Pierce's average compared to Reynolds' average. What do you think? You're on the Pierce train this week? Yeah, I'm on the Pierce train. I think um, Reynolds is probably not going anywhere price-wise. I, I like the value in Pierce this week. Looks like he's sort of got his, his mojo back, and he's like you said, he's been a 50-plus you know, scorer pretty much every season. So um, cut price keeper, I like Sam off at the moment. Yep. Uh, John Maloney has Andrew McCulloch needs to downgrade to um, sorry thinking of downgrading Luke Garner to Jake Turpin and upgrading McCulloch to Damian Cook yeah, sounds pretty good down, great like strategy it. great trades do that um, Jack writes in best cashy this week out of Turpin Jai Field and Hudson Young hmm. uh, what do we think so Hudson Young and Turpin both have well, they've all, they've all got similar questions about how long they're going to be in that starting team. What, five weeks, six weeks? Yeah, Could exactly. Anything around that. Um, I mean, Turpin's in the best scoring position, we think, at hooker, especially if he plays 80 minutes. Um, yep. Field's probably in the worst of those three. Yep. Um, still, if you haven't got Dearden, I'd probably prefer Dearden to all those guys. Mm. What's your pick? Turpin out of those yeah. three? Yeah, probably Turpin. I think Hudson Young's probably got the lowest break-even, but um, yeah, Turpin looks like the most reliable scorer and moneymaker over the, the time that they're all likely to be in first grade. Cool. Let's go that. Uh, at NRL Fantasy, welcome to the show, writes in, uh, Ockenbore out to Dearden and Klockstedt out to Reynolds, RTS or Trevojevic. Um, Ockenbore to Dearden, I don't mind... Um, chance he's sort of been off the boil a little bit with his scoring but I'm sticking solid for now yeah you certainly don't have to sell him yet um, I'm not selling him yet but yeah I don't know if he's quite going to be a keeper this week I mean he outscored James Tedesco this week and I'm not selling Tedesco so um, what's his average 44 which is very solid it's not quite those elite scorers like a two of us a Sheck so that is still a bit of an upgrade um yeah, it seems a bit more like a luxury trade you'll do later on in the season, upgrading him, but um, not a not a bad move, I guess. If you've yep. got nothing better, <laughs> no better trades to yeah. make this week. Well, yeah, that's it. Uh, Brandon Scott Lee writes in, just got Bateman last week. Fantastic timing. We found him. Uh, this we is found who the we guy. blame. 
<laughs> um, I'm sure you're not the only one. Uh, should I go uh, gun for gun and get someone in like Cameron Smith? Should I get a cash cow like Hudson Young uh, for the price rises? Well, basically strategy. If you need the scores desperately in the short term, get the gun. Otherwise, I'd probably build the bank a bit more with the cash cow. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You can kind of, um, you know, have a look at your team, see what you need. Um, I got Smith recently because his price was on the way up. It's probably starting to plateau a bit now after a not a massive score in the weekend. So, yeah, if you need cash, there's a lot of cash options this week. I think you should probably really get one cash cow this week. You know, take your pick out of the four yeah. or five options. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if you get one, one gun, then get a cash cow as well. For sure. Uh, Lachlan Chavis was thinking of trading out Harris Tabita and Bateman for Farah and Pierce or Farah and Cook, but worried about Cook due to origin. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think probably Farah and Pierce is a little smarter at this point. Cook, I know, um, I mean, origin is not as big a problem as it has been in years gone by with just the extra buy round really for origin players, but um, Souths do play a game. I think on a Friday night, maybe against Newcastle, two days after one of the Origins, uh, yeah. which really seems like a game where you might rest your 80-minute hooker. Uh, certainly, South would probably back themselves to beat Newcastle on current form, even without Cook. So, Cook could meet, miss a couple of extra games over Origin. So, you know, yeah, decent just, rationale just to go go elsewhere in the meantime. 100%. Uncle Tubiers uh, writes in, if you can cover the centre position, what are your thoughts on holding John Bateman for the six to eight weeks? Would have to trade him back in when he returns and I could save two trades. Yeah, I mean, it is annoying that we are going to trade him back in in two months' time because he's been, you know, pretty clearly, if not the best centre, then one of the two best centres along with Britton Okoro. So he's kind of a must-have yeah. at some point. But yeah, annoyingly, six to eight weeks is, is too long to hold, I think, unless you're just playing head-to-head and your yeah. team is clearly good enough to you know, get a few wins in the next two months without him. I think he's, uh, he's definitely a trade. And there's a lot you can do with, with you know, trading out someone like him right now, a lot of spending money to get in a gun that you've missed or you know, free up a lot of cash with some cheapies. So I think he's a sell. You, I mean, yeah. if he was a short term, I would have held, but I think he's a bit too long. Yeah, ideally, um, just yeah, sell him and get the points now and worry about it later. Yep. Um, BRB tea break writes in uh, Bateman to Ponga. Is it too late to bring in Ponga? Also considering Whiten, um, not too late to bring in Ponga. Later than ideal, but he's still a top shelf keeper. Yep, agreed. Um, Whiten, I think not quite a keeper. What's his, his averaging mid forties, which is solid. You can play him at fullback as well, which helps. But you know, kind of. Uh, Nicole Clock's had kind of scoring and some people are looking to sell uh, CNK rather than buy so yeah I think Pong is definitely the better option out of those two yep 100% uh, Ryan Hadley writes in with Bateman out for a while best plan of attack Cook Tamalolo Marty Tapao already have Fafita Jake Tomoevich etc um, I don't really like buying Marty Tapao at the moment it's just concerns over his minutes and involvement yeah definitely coach this year yeah, he's in my team. It's been a bit frustrating. Um, yeah, you really want to buy... If you're going to buy one of those guns, get someone who's scoring 55 and up, and Cook is scoring, what, 65 or something at the moment. So Cook's a great buy. Um, to power, probably not. Tom Lolo, uh, yeah, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, urgent, but yeah. But yeah, otherwise, there's a lot of cheapies this week that we have mentioned. 
Yep. Uh, Nick McCarthy can straight swap Harris Tavita to either Cleary or Pierce. Who's better? Um, they're both good. I still prefer Pierce as a buy this week. Yeah, agreed. Um, Cleary, I thought, was going to be great value once he got his act together, but he hasn't quite yet, whereas Pierce looked like he's really hitting top form. So, yeah, Pierce is the one. 100% agree. Um, there are a few more questions, but I think we're heading into overlap territory now. Sorry to everyone whose questions we didn't get to. Um, if you have any more fantasy questions, obviously the uh, fantasy uh, round preview video uh, goes up on Wednesday. The Lone Scout Q&A is up on Thursday. Um, as always, all the late mail and breaking news on NRL.com. Late mail crew as well on Thursday. The late mail crew as well. How could I forget? Um, so they're always good on a, a Thursday afternoon when you're making those panic final trades. Um, and yeah, look forward to Magic Crown. See you next week.